I am here with Mark Titcom with Floor Coverings International, Vice President of Franchise Development. Mark, tell me, I am a I am a potential candidate looking at franchises. I want the sexy stuff. I want Chick-fil-A. I want spa. I want fitness flooring. Why, why flooring? Well, Chuck, thanks, man. Hey, I appreciate this opportunity. This is always so much fun jamming with you. Um, so, so Chuck, yeah, you know what? I, I had a lot of those same thoughts in my head back, actually back in my twenties when I first entered into the world of entrepreneurism. And <clears throat> I read the book Millionaire Next Door, which most people have heard of the book. In my experience, not many people have read it because it does read a bit like a textbook. But, you know, these two PhDs who dedicated their lives to understanding America's wealthy found that most wealth is actually created in these dull, normal businesses. You know, these these businesses that have steady growth, steady demand. They're not here today, gone tomorrow. You don't have to time, time them. You know, they tend to be recession resilient. Certainly ours has proven also to be very much a concept that's thrived even through the pandemic. Wasn't so great for people, but it's been really good for a home improvement franchise. So those are some reasons why I've chosen to invest in these businesses that are more dull normal and steady and, of course, have proven to be the best investments. Thanks for sharing that, Mark. You know, I, I think another important piece with floor coverings that a lot of candidates have shared with me is as they go through the process, one thing that has stuck out to them has been the culture. If you could share with me what the culture is like whenever someone's entering into the floor covering space, you know, to ensure that they're going to be successful, but the accountability factor after they've signed this franchise agreement. Thank you, Chuck. You know, I was thinking about Brad, Chuck, who you and I worked with, and he's up in uh, up in North upstate New York. And, you know, I mean, incredible, incredible life story. Maybe we'll have time to talk about some later when Brad's on the, on this uh, show, but, um, you know, thinking about Brad, Chuck, as an example, you know, he, he joined at the end of last year and then we met in Cabo San Lucas at our annual conference uh, just a few weeks later and uh, in early January. And, you know, we went out to eat and then <clears throat> he was just immersed in this open platform we have here, I call it, where franchisees work together shoulder to shoulder. They help each other improve. They provide feedback. Um, I like to call, Chuck, I like to call franchising done well, legalized pirateering. You know, you're you're a pirate and you're encouraged to be so, to take the pirate's booty from other franchise owners because we're all on the same team. And if I can help you and you can help me. So like you said, the accountability, the feedback, the opportunity for continuous improvement. So you're not an island. You're not a silo. You're definitely not getting into business alone or on your own, both because of how engaged we are as your franchisor, yet also following that path, how engaged our franchisees are with each other. It's, it's been a really big part of our secret sauce, for sure. And uh, as you speak to that, 
You know, a, another important piece and even a unique piece with floor coverings has seemed to be the validation process. You know, as people are starting to research uh, brands and as they start to dive in to brands, you know, your validation process can, you know, seem to be different than others. You know, like uh, you, you essentially can throw the phone book at someone and say, hey, talk to anybody. You know, what are what is the feedback that you get? from candidates as they come back from validation and, and, you know, what concerns did they have going into it? And, uh, and then what, what, you know, had their mind at ease getting out of it? Yeah. Great. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause it, we do hear that often and frequently from our prospective franchisees, you know, they'll go into these validation calls and they expect it to be, you know, either this dog and pony show where everybody's reading from some script or they're expecting to hear, Oh my goodness, you, you're not going to find good labor. You know, in our case, it's installers. I mean, Chuck make our top 10 list of things we're focused on with our new franchisees. Um, and they hear that from our franchise owners over and over again, the support, the training, the access to solutions and better practice is just constantly front and center here. And just how pleased our franchisees are coming out of corporate America, you know, most of them really didn't see themselves in a flooring business. Some didn't even see themselves in a business, but when they got to know the economics of the model better, the emerging brand that we are, the 34 years we've had of process improvement, um, you know, they realize, hey, this is the the safety net that I'm looking for when I get started and the overall opportunity that's better economics than if I'm going to work hard to build somebody else's dream. So they decide to, to pursue theirs with ours. So, you know, folks are hearing a lot about that support, the training, the, the camaraderie and um, just how excited the homeowners are when we arrive at the home and provide, you know, as we bring this store to her door, that's quite a bit of fun as well, how the, how the customer responds to our model. Share with me, you know, um, whenever people are investing in a franchise, you know, they are, they often think about, Hey, I'm, I'm here to, to supplement money or, or get some, you know, make more money and money, money, money. Right. But ultimately people are buying a lifestyle, you know, they're, they're looking at a lifestyle. Share with me, you know, what is the lifestyle of a franchisee who owns floor coverings? Yeah. I mean that Chuck, that's something that you and I know, both you and I invest quite a bit of time and energy educating our prospective franchisees about this because, Hey, you know, keeping it real like you and I are known to do. You know, it's it's a lot like welcoming home that new baby, which some of us have had that experience or, other. you know, at least you can imagine how intense that is. You know, that first year, it's yours. And, you know, it's the first time, especially that first time. Oh, my goodness. You go overboard. And it's a lot like that in your first year of business. You, you're putting that time in, that energy in, um, a lot of effort. And, of course, we look back on that and go, oh my goodness, what what if we hadn't done that, right? What if we hadn't had that child? What if our wives hadn't had that child? So we put that energy in. So I, I liken a business to that, Chuck. There's there's definitely that heavy investment on the front end because it's yours. You're empowered. 
you can make a difference. And of course, in our industry, there's there's a lot of customer demand, so that helps us remain very busy. Yet, as we get through that first year and we get through that learning curve, and we begin to step back, you know, and make ourselves useless, so to speak, as others are stepping into our org chart, our accountability chart. Um, oh my gosh, the work-life balance. You know, it seems, Chuck, when you're in corporate America and you're successful, you're given more responsibility. <laughs> You're given a, a longer work day <clears throat> in business, as you know, Chuck, you're an entrepreneur. As you achieve success, part and parcel with that is you get you gain greater flexibility and quality of life. And that's something our franchisees were yearning for and are really remark. You know, they're remarking uh, about how just how incredible that work life balance has become. They can take their trips. They can plan their vacations, their three and four day weekends without asking anyone for permission. Right. And that's a, that's a huge part of, of owning your own business is, you know, being your own boss, not having to worry about, you know, hitting that submit button on that PTO. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, when someone's like going through their discovery process with floor coverings, you know, as someone might have some misconceptions about the industry, whether that's around labor, what, what have you. Tell me, what are some of the common misconceptions people have entering into the discovery process with floor coverings? Right. You know, Chuck, one, one of the most, there are two that are most common. One might surprise you, actually. It continues to surprise me. People look at our concept, Chuck, because we do bring the store to her door and we have some wonderful products, 3,500 of them actually, but people will often think because of the convenience that we are there for the gated community. We're there for the most affluent and much like Amazon, Amazon, we're there for America, you know, middle, upper middle income for sure. Our customers tend to want to buy up and want and prefer that optimal experience and service. But that would be one common, you know, misperception. And the other is that labor is this huge issue. And Chuck, I'll share this with you because it seems to work well as I'm describing it to our candidates. You know, in, in the home improvement arena, you have the skilled and you have the unskilled trades. The unskilled trades tend to be where you also find a lot of do-it-yourselfers. I come from the painting industry, as you know. There's a lot of do-it-yourselfers that are in the painting space and will paint for themselves. Roofing, you know, many of us have done our own roof. Landscaping, of course, almost all of us do some landscaping work around the house. So those are all unskilled and tend to be a little more competitive with the customer when you provide those services. Now. On the flip side, the skilled trades, electric, electrical work, plumbing work, HVAC, and of course, hard flooring install. If you've ever installed a hardwood floor or tile floor, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a yeah. real skill. It didn't do it really good, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Chuck, you look at it and go, oh man, now I gotta hire somebody to fix it. So that's often where customers won't provide a service for themselves. So it's nice. And 
given it's a skilled craft, those laborers earn more. They're more prideful in the work they do. They're more independent in the way they do that work. It makes it much easier for our franchisees. And the nice thing, Chuck, is they're quite abundant. So our franchisees, again, aren't going to validate that that is a big problem. As a matter of fact, they're going to share with prospective franchisees that actually they were quite successful in obtaining high quality installers to do the install. So that that is another common misperception or misconception that, hey, this is going to be a real challenge. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, ultimately, I think that's when people are getting into business ownership in general, that has been a number one concern, no matter what industry you get in. And so I think the ability to be able to find installers, high quality installers speaks uh, speaks very loudly and clearly uh, whenever installers want to partner with FCI. So, so Mark, yes, I'm going to uh, ask you one last question. Um, and, uh, and hopefully you can share this with me over the years of with Serta pro prior and FCI. Now you have placed a lot of candidates into these brands and you have helped people realize their dream of entrepreneurship and business ownership. What has been a common characteristic of these individuals wanting to get into business for themselves? Great question, Chuck. You know, the thing, Chuck, I've seen time and time again is, uh, and I believe they're asking, you know, what are some of the defining qualities of our successful franchisees? What, what do we look for in our candidates? Yes. Yes. So, Chuck, you know, of course, we look for folks that enjoy people. It seems silly, but, you know, there are those of us that would rather get behind a computer or a spreadsheet. Um, this is a social business. The world becomes very small in this business. I, I, I noted it's very similar to having kids. You meet a lot of people when you have children. You also meet a lot of people when you have a business of this type. Everybody has floors. Um, everybody's a prospective customer. So enjoying people, being outgoing, that's a quality we look for. You know, having the ability to lead a small team, you needn't have led large teams or be this fearless entrepreneur. As a matter of fact, most of my prospective franchisees have some healthy fear and they're looking for a mature franchise to augment that and offset that fear. So that's, um, you know, for our best candidates, they're outgoing, they're social, they have an ability to assert themselves and lead a small team and an eagerness, you know, to really accomplish something special and something big. Our franchisees are running large businesses, Chuck. Our, our top 50% last year, in our F, it's right in our FDD, our top 50% crossed 1.8 million. So we're looking for people who really are wanting to get out there and do something special and really build a business. That's great to hear, Mark. And, and thank you for that. I appreciate you taking the time today with me. Um, and I look forward to seeing the continued growth of FCI. Thanks, buddy. Chuck, thanks for the opportunity, man. This was fun. Yeah, man. 
thanks for listening to the Franchise Friend Podcast. And as always, if you're interested in learning more about franchising, please reach out 919-827-3921. Thanks again.